when um, the Borlicks were here doing a, a children's crusade for us, I discovered that she already knows all that and was at that time almost completing her education where she went to uh, school to become a licensed certified aromatherapist. So she's kind of been my go-to person this year, and I told her when she come, came back this year, I wanted her to come and do a seminar. So we're very, very happy to have them with us and to have Jamie Borlick with us. And before she comes, I wanted to tell y'all that um, the schedule today will have will start out with about an hour that she will be talking. There will be a little time for question and answers at the end. And then we're going to have a little break, and we have some just light refreshments. And um, there's also water out in the foyer. Y'all are welcome to bring that in here with you. And then um, when we come back from our break, uh, she's going to talk again. The, the first part will be about essential oils, their, um, their uses, and she will explain more about that. The second part will be about natural means, herbs, and different other ways of healing. Um, and, and then afterwards, you can stay as long as you want to uh, ask her questions or to mill around. She has some products, some that will be for sale in the lobby, and she will explain more about that to you. Now, the restroom, if any of you need to go to the restroom, you go out this door. It's just right down this hall on the left side. And also throughout the, uh, the sessions today, we're going to be giving away door prizes. Uh, we've got some essential oils we're giving away, and at the very end, we're giving away a diffuser, which you will love. You probably smelled the wonderful scents in the lobby when you walked in, and um, so you will enjoy that very much too. So you are in for a wonderful, wonderful time, and we're so glad you're here. Jamie, come on up. This is Jamie Borlick, and we're glad to have her here. Y'all look so fabulous. I'm watching everybody come in, and I see hairstyles I like, and I see shirts I like, and I see shoes I like. Notice I don't have the shoes. I have ADD, very proudly, I will say. For me, it is not a disability. It is a giftability. It is a different ability. But unfortunately, one of the things is, is I get fixated on one thing. And for me, it's usually my feet. And I can feel the shoes, and I can't focus on anything else. So I ask your apologies and forgiveness if me being in socks bothers you. But try it sometime. You might like it. I got into essential oils because I'm one of those crazy people that you hear about that drives you nuts because I can't take over-the-counter medications. Benadryl knocks me out for three days. And in the process of taking a Benadryl for my allergies, my husband likes to have fun because he asks questions. And it affects my brain in such a way that I am not responsible for anything I say or do while I'm on Benadryl. When I take an over-the-counter painkiller, usually I'm not responsible for anything I say or do. For some reason, when I take the westernized medication, it affects my body. You know, you've seen those commercials where they talk about all the side effects if you take this medication, and the side effects are longer than what the medicine can do for you. I will have every one of those side effects. So when I was... Oh, probably about four years ago, three years ago, we all were traveling. That's what we do. We travel. We do puppets and children's ministry. And we showed up at a church as sick as sick could be. My husband was the only one who was not ill. 
I had it. It was a respiratory cough. It was nasty. It was in the head. My, both of my girls had it. We were as sick as sick could be. And the pastor's wife at that church looks at me. She goes, have you tried essential oils? I have no clue what you're talking about. She goes, well, let me, let me bring something to the hotel, and you can just try it out and see if it works for you. And if it works for you, that's fantastic. She was a young living distributor, and she brought me pamphlets. She brought me samples. She brought me all kinds of stuff. And I was thinking, I'm already sick. My girls are already sick. My husband's not. Guess who gets to try the stuff? He does. So he did. You know, he never got sick. And I went back to her, and I said, okay, tell me, what is this? And she started explaining, and we started using. It shortened the duration of that nasty cold, and I didn't have the side effects. I didn't want to lay down on the bed and not move for the next six hours. I felt good instead of horrible. So that started my journey into essential oils. I am a certified aromatherapist. I meant to bring all my credentials and paperwork with me, and they're still hanging on my wall at home because I framed them. I was so proud of myself. I was. So we're going to start with why you should use essential oils. And it's, it's pretty basic. There it is. Natural alternatives to conventional therapies. I just shared with you the fact that the conventional therapies don't work for me. Because the side effects are worse. I'm sure there's others that have that exact same experience. You don't have to worry about allergic reactions to most essential oils. There might be some that you may be allergic to because they're natural. If you have a ragweed allergy, don't use an oil that comes from the ragweed family. You probably will have a reaction. If you want to try it, start with a very, very small dilution. They are non-toxic when they're used correctly. You can abuse them. Just because they're natural does not necessarily mean you can go crazy with them. If you take too much, it will hurt you. There are studies done where, you know, somebody drank a half a cup of tea tree oil. First off, why in the world would you do that? Second off, do you know how much a half a cup of tea tree oil is? Yeah, I'm not surprised they ended up in the hospital. When you use them correctly, they are non-toxic. They will have minimal to zero side effects, which is my favorite thing of all about them. I have very, very few side effects when I use essential oils. They are environmentally friendly. If you think about it, one bottle of essential oils comes like this. You use one to two drops Every time you use it. Do you know how long that's going to last you? It's going to last you a very long time, and you still have one little bottle. You don't have all the cardboard packaging. You don't have multiple plastic parts that you have to take apart. And then when I finish this bottle, I soak it in hot water and vinegar, peel the labels off, and I reuse my bottle. They are very environmentally friendly. And my favorite reason for using essential oils they support our body's functions that God already gave us. The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew exactly what we needed when he created us. And the essential oils support everything that God already 
gave us. Our bodies naturally heal themselves. If you cut your hand and do nothing, eventually that skin is going to heal. The muscles are going to heal. The younger and healthier you are, the faster that process will happen. Essential oils support what God already gave us. What can essential oils do? They can help you with your health issues within reason. Please don't expect a miracle the first time that you use them if you have some massive health thing. If you have cancer and you use essential oils to support your cancer treatment, do not expect that you're going to wake up in the morning and it's going to be totally gone. They will support your health issues. Environmental cleaning and freshening. I love to use them at home. Everything smells so good. We travel with a spray bottle of a deodorizing blend. Right now, we're in a borrowed van. Our van broke down on us this last week, and a a family at the last church we were at was gracious enough to just let us use their van. We climbed inside of it, and all of us about gagged. It had been sitting for a very long time. I reached into my purse. I pulled out that spray bottle with my deodorizing blend, and we started spraying, and you know what? We've never smelled another scent. We've been in and out of that van, and it smells wonderful in there. It's nice and clean and fresh. Skin and hair care. I use them all the time for skin and hair care. I put them in my shampoo. I put them in the hair rinse. I use them on my skin. And we will talk about dilutions for that in a little bit. Mental focus. Anybody besides me have a hard time focusing on one task at a time? Oh, yeah. Mental focus. I did an experiment this past school year. I homeschooled all three of my daughters. And this past year, we got a call from one of my husband's childhood friends. He has a 13-year-old son. And they said, we can't get through to him. Can you just let Melanie, our youngest, tutor him? Just see if having a pretty girl do it will work. He's 13, she's 16. Yeah, pretty girl's going to go a long way. He comes in, and he is just all over the place. He can't sit down, and he's walking here, and he's walking there, and he's everywhere. And Melanie's just kind of looking at him like, are you serious? We pulled out an essential oil blend. I made my little air spray, and I put some in my diffuser. And I knew what chair he was going to sit at while they were working. I sprayed that chair down before he got there. I plugged that diffuser in. His mama would always stay there while they were in the dining room working. After about 30 minutes, she looks and she goes, I've never seen him work like that before. He hasn't moved. Mental focus. I sent the spray home with her. I said, try it. Try it. See if it works. I haven't heard back, but I have a feeling it worked. Emotional support. There is something about the aroma Have you ever noticed that you can smell something and it will immediately trigger a memory? That's because the sense of smell is the closest connected to that emotional center in our brain. We remember better when we smell something. So when we talk about emotional support with essential oils, you can smell certain oils and the chemical constitutes of that oil will cross the blood-brain barrier They can calm you down. They can uplift you. They can ground you and give you that that brief opportunity to say, okay, we're moving on. Emotional support. They do work. 
Stress relief. Anybody have stress in your life? Anybody need some stress relief? There are several different ways for stress relief, and essential oils can help you with that. They are fantastic to use for it, but they're not the only one. So the next thing we want to go is what can essential oils not do? They're not the answer to every problem. Essential oils are not the answer to every health problem you have. They are not the answer to every stress-related problem. They are just a tool. You may disagree with a few of the things that I'm going to cover today, and that's fine. I will not be offended. I love living in America because everybody is allowed to have their own opinion. And this is a safe place. You're allowed to have a different opinion. But I will tell you, Essential oils are not the answer to every problem you have. I'm going to tell you a personal story about that. This past winter, I came down with that respiratory crud that everybody in the U.S. had. Started with the cough, kind of went into your head and lasted forever, and you coughed until you felt like your lungs were turning inside out. I never ran a fever. I only had the cough. The problem was, is I had dormant asthma. I'd had asthma severely as a child. I had not had an issue with it for over 20 years. That respiratory virus, whatever it was, activated my asthma. And it would send me into asthma attacks that would last 14, 16, 18 hours at a time, where all I could do was either just walk back and forth and pace in my living room or sit there and focus on breathing. I didn't have a fever. I don't need to go to a doctor. I only have a cough. It's just asthma. I don't need to go to a doctor. I pulled out my oils. We're going to knock this thing out. We're going to get rid of it right now. I did a steam. A steam is one of the best ways to use your oils, especially for sinus infections, congestion. I'm like, steam is great. We're going to do this. I pulled out the right oils for cough and congestion. I put them in there. I pulled that towel over my head and it immediately triggered the worst asthma attack I've ever had in my life. I literally sat on the floor with my girls gathered around me freaking out because I could not breathe. I, I could not even gasp. I still didn't go to the doctor. I should have gone to the doctor. That happened in December. January, we started doing our puppet thing again. And if you've ever seen our puppet ministry, we are very high energy. We like to do crazy action songs, and we get out and we run around with the kids. And I did that with an asthma attack, nonstop. Still didn't go to the doctor. I'm still pulling out the oils. I'm pulling out the herbs. I'm pulling out the teas. I'm going to treat it with something. Bless God, I'm going to get over this thing. March 23rd. I have my family over to celebrate my 18-year-old daughter's birthday. And I'm sitting there, and you can hear the wheeze. You can hear the gasp. And they're all looking at me going, you need to go to the doctor. I know it's just an asthma attack. I'll be fine. And my mama told my husband, and I was so glad she said it because he didn't believe me, but he didn't. He goes, oh, yeah, she'll probably be okay. She used to have those all the time as a kid. We just let her lay there until she could breathe again. (laughs) Now you know why I don't go to the doctor. We didn't do it when I was a kid. I couldn't sleep that night, and I woke my husband up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I said, will you take me in? He took me in. I had asthmatic bronchitis with an underlying infection. They gave me an antibiotic and an inhaler. 
And I'll tell you what, after that first puff of that inhaler, essential oils are not the answer to every problem. I am paying for my stubbornness to this day. I still have to carry that inhaler with me because I did so much damage to my lungs by refusing to go to a doctor. God gave doctors wisdom. If you need a doctor, go see a doctor. Try the oils. If they don't work, after I triggered the asthma attack with the essential oil steam, I should have gone then. I didn't. If you need a doctor, go see a doctor. Please. Use the essential oils as a tool to support. They will not heal a diseased organ. I'm sorry, if you have a heart murmur, a hole in your heart, essential oils are not going to heal that. They can support your health. They can give you better health to get through that. They can help you to avoid the other little illnesses that come along with it from a compromised immune system. They will not heal a diseased organ. They will not give you a stress-free life. Don't we wish they would? They will not remove the cause of the stress. They can help you to get through the stress. They can help you mentally to get through the stress. They will not remove the source of the stress. Some of you are already picturing the source of your stress. Yeah, they cannot get rid of that person. I'm sorry. They will not make them move across the sea. They will not give you a happy marriage, happy family, happy home. Essential oils don't do that. And they will not discipline your kids. Yes, you can use essential oils that will calm your kids down. You can use essential oils that will knock them out and make them sleep all night long. But it's not going to discipline them. I promise. I tried. (laughs) Basic information that you need to know before we get started. Therapeutic grade is a marketing term. Let me explain. You will find this on some oils. You will find others that do not say therapeutic grade. It is just a marketing term. There is no government agency that regulates essential oils. So there is no official grading system. If a company says therapeutic grade, they mean it's 100% pure. But it is just a marketing term. In fact, if you'll look, you'll find it has been registered. You do not register a government grading system. You only register marketing terms. If an oil is 100% pure, it can be used therapeutically. I'm going to tell you how to test your oils at home. Take a drop, put it on a sheet of paper. We like colored paper because you can see it better. White paper will work. One drop on a sheet of paper, let it evaporate. Essential oils evaporate very quickly, and it should leave a nice, smooth mark. There will be no ring. If there is a ring when it dries, it has been cut with something. It has been diluted with a vegetable oil. It should dry smoothly, cleanly, with no ring around it. If you see a ring around it, It has been diluted with something. That is the fastest way for you to test it for yourself at home. The other way for you to find out is to look for the GCMS 
reports. The GCMS reports are the reports that are given by all of the testing companies. Every essential oil manufacturer has to have this report run to prove that it's 100% pure. Some companies have no problem giving them to you. Plant Therapy, a company that I use a lot, has a link on their website for you to go and read it right there under each oil. It's right there. Others, you will have to call and ask. We've only had a couple companies refuse to give us the GCMS reports. Take what you will of it. Look for the Latin name. The Latin name tells you, one, they know what they're talking about, and two, it clarifies what it is. There are several different Latin names for different oils. Peppermint is one of them. You want mentha pepita. That's what you want for pure peppermint. There is another Latin name that means corn mint. Corn mint is when they get that whole little bushel and it's got a little mixture of spearmint and wintergreen and everything else in it. It's not pure peppermint. Look for the Latin name. If it's not on the bottle, it should be on the website or on the packaging somewhere. If they refuse to put the Latin name on there, start questioning what it is. And that's when you do your little drop test. Avoid fragrance oils. Fragrance oils are synthetic oils. They are made of synthetics. They're not pure essential oils. And usually synthetic oils or fragrance oils will cause allergic reactions. Learn which essential oils have the contraindications. When we say contraindications, we mean medical problems. My father-in-law has a friend who sells essential oils. And he likes their essential oils. And I said, that's great. Go ahead. Use them. Well, she gave him a blend to help with his arthritis pain. He has severe arthritis in his hands. He called me. He said, before I use this, is it safe? I said, well, read me the ingredients. He started reading the, the list of ingredients, and it had wintergreen. My father-in-law takes Coumadin, which is a blood thinner. He has atrial fib fibrillation. I can never say the word right. I apologize. Wintergreen thins the blood. If he had used that oil in connection with his Coumadin, his blood pressure would have dropped so low because there's a contraindiction between the medical and the natural. You need to learn which oils have issues like that. And I'll be honest with you. You could use it. You say, oh, I take Coumadin. I use wintergreen all the time. Great. I'm glad it's working for you. But it's like drunk driving. You made it home safe today, and we're so glad, but it was still stupid. If you haven't guessed, I'm a little blunt. We want you to be safe. Essential oils are a chemical compound. One drop of peppermint essential oil is equivalent to 67 peppermint tea bags. 67 peppermint tea bags. One drop. I thought last year, maybe last January or so, no, it was lighter than that, I was all out of my peppermint tea bags. I love peppermint tea. I drink it all winter long. I'll just put one little drop of peppermint oil in there. I'll have my peppermint tea. Oh, no. Oh, no. We put one drop of peppermint oil in there, and you could smell it through the entire house. It's like, whoa. There's no way I am putting that in my mouth. It's very strong. 
learn the medical contraindications. And always, always, always dilute. You will hear me stress that, stress that, stress that. Dilute, dilute, dilute. The reason that you dilute is, as I told you, they're very, very strong. And you do not want that on your skin. The other reason that we ask you to dilute is because when you blend the chemical constitute of the essential oil with another fat, a vegetable oil, if you will, it spreads it out over the skin, and it takes a little longer for it to evaporate. I already mentioned essential oils evaporate very quickly. If it evaporates that quickly, it's going to evaporate before it penetrates your skin. But if you dilute it with an oil and then you spread it on, it takes longer. It has a chance to actually sink in and get in there. There are a few oils that are generally regarded as safe to use neat, which is not diluted, And we will cover those, but we do recommend strongly that you even dilute those just for safety's sake. We're getting ready to go over what I consider my top 10 oils, the oils that I use the most, I like the most. But I do want to reassure you, there are different brands of oils out there, different companies. If you find one you like, use it. You don't have to use the company I use one of the many that I use. I don't have to use the company that you use. You find what works for you, the oil that you like, that you can afford. I'm going to rattle off real quick some names of some oil companies that I have tested their oils myself with the drop test. I have read the GCMS reports, and I have cleared them all with Robert Tisserand. If you have not become acquainted, if you will, with Robert Tisserand, he is the father of aromatherapy. He's located in London. You can go to his webpage. You can send him an email, and he will respond. I love that. This great big man who knows all this stuff answered my emails. I thought that was fantastic. He has some video classes right now that I've put on my Christmas list that I want. He has been doing classes that are in-depth, advanced aromatherapy. And I, I like to look, and he puts preview videos on there. Robert Tisserand, T-I-S-S-E-R-A-N-D. You can look him up on Facebook. You can go to his actual website. Healing Solutions is one oil company that you can use. They are, none of these are multi-level marketing companies. If you like the multi-level marketing thing, go for it. Go for it with everything you got. These are not. I cannot sign you up for anything. I cannot... I can't do any of that. I can only share with you companies that I have found. Healing Solutions is a company that they do buy all of their things in wholesale. They are all tested, third market party testing. Robert Tisserand is one of the ones who does some of their testing. I have some of their oils back there. I was impressed with this company by how quickly they responded to my questions and how thoroughly they answered every question I had. They also sent me links so that I could find their GCMS reports. Aroma Appeal. Aroma Appeal is only sold through Puritan's Pride. If you find them at full price, they're a little expensive. The benefit of Aroma Appeal and Puritan's Pride is they run sales like every other month. And their sales are good sales. I use a lot of their oils. I've never had an issue with them. Never. 
one of the oil companies that I have done the little drop test and had the ring left behind was Now Brand. I'm sure you've heard of them. They are commonly found. You can find them at Walmart. You can find them in the grocery stores. Not every oil I've tested leaves the ring, but enough that make me go, uh, hang on, maybe not. That's one of the brands that I have found that will do that. Native American Naturals. Native American Naturals is rumoring to be going out of business. They are, they are run by Native Americans. They are run by an Indian family. They have some phenomenal products there. They do have essential oils, but they have a very small selection of essential oils. They grow and distill their own. They're good quality. They're a little pricey. The selection is very small but I've liked what I've used. Rocky Mountain Oils. Rocky Mountain Oils, again, has a small selection. They're kind of mid-range, starting to hit that expensive level in price. If you're looking for basic oils, you're going to find them there. If you're looking for some of the more obscure, if you're looking for my Chang or Alimi, you're not going to find it there. Plant Therapy. Plant therapy is one of my all-time favorites. I use a lot of plant therapy. I like plant therapy. They have good customer service. They have the GCMS report right there on their website. You just click it, and you can read it. Anybody can read it. Robert Tisseron tests for plant therapy. It's a good company. Mountain Rose Herbs is the other one that I have found and had good luck with. Mountain Rose Herbs sells more than just essential oils. Again, it is a limited supply, limited amount, if you will. They don't carry every oil. They also, though, have fantastic herbs. You can get the dried flowers yourself if you want to make infused oils at home. You can buy them right there from them. They harvest them themselves, and I really, really like them. Okay, the top five oils. This is my top five. If you can only have five oils... These are the five that I would recommend. Lavender, tea tree, cedarwood, peppermint, and Roman chamomile. Peppermint is the only one on here that is not kid safe. Do not use peppermint on your small children. It's recommended 10 and under, avoid it. Some say six and under. I say use common sense. If you have a seven-year-old who's the size of a 22-year-old, I think you're safe. Use some common sense. Do not put peppermint oil on your infant. And I will cover this as we get onto that oil individually. Peppermint oil can actually cause them to seize in their breathing because it is such a cooling oil. It's <gasps> and then they can't breathe. Don't use peppermint oil on your infant. If you have the budget to have 10... My top 10 list, which is the top five, plus frankincense, which most people are very familiar with. It's a phenomenal oil. Marjoram, lemon, fir needle, and helichrysum. I love helichrysum. But one thing I'm going to tell you right now, this is something most people don't know. If you don't have helichrysum because it's so expensive, you can substitute Roman chamomile, and it'll do almost the exact same thing. Okay, let's start with lavender. Yeah, that's 
a great place to give something away. Go for it. I tried to get her top five, but I actually ended up getting a couple out of the top ten. But they're all in the top ten. So as soon as she gets back, everybody look in your bag. You have a ticket, and we're going to pull a, a, a number right now and um, give away one of her top top oils. Okay, the first one is uh, 648874. Who? Six four eight eight seven four. I guess I should look on mine too. <laughs> Not mine. All right, we're gonna pull another one. Eton six four eight eight seven four. Okay. Next six four eight eight two nine. Okay, very good. Yes. We'll do one more and then we'll we'll move on. Six four eight eight three zero. Six four eight eight three zero. Oh. Okay. Very good. Yes. Just in case you wondered, these tables have got books on them that you are welcome to look at, take pictures of, copy down the information. I am not selling my books. I love my books. Sister Murphy has hers over here that she is sharing with you to look at. Again, she does not want to sell her books. I am going to mention this book right here. If you can come across this book, this is my ultimate favorite aromatherapy book. This book has been so difficult to find. My husband found this at a library where they had already sent it out to be rebound. This book came from the United Kingdom. And in fact, I'll be honest with you, I did my schooling from the United Kingdom instead of America because they have had essential oils as an aromatherapy medical, medical practice, if you will, for a lot longer than America has. So I chose to go to school there. I did a correspondence course and had all kinds of communication with them that just about blew my brain, but that's okay. Anyway, this book, the way it is set up, goes so in-depth on each individual oil. And what I like best about it is it's not just the oil, it's the herb, it's the fruit, it's the actual real food that that oil came from and how you can use it. I encourage you to take a look at it. If you find it and you don't want it, buy it and tell me, and I will buy it off of you because I love this book so much. And we'll talk about the others later. Okay, Lavender. This book is called Aromatherapy, The Complete Guide to Plant and Flower Essences for Health and Beauty. It is, but it's by Danielle Ryman. We actually found this at a bookstore called Better World Books where people just drop off their books that they don't want anymore and they resell them and it goes to a charity. Aromatherapy, the complete guide to plant and flower essences for health and beauty. The author is Danielle Ryman.
Lavender oil is lavandula angustifolia. That is the Latin name that you're looking for. Be very careful that it does not say lavadin, D-I-N. Lavadin is fake lavender. It is made from the plants that kind of grow up around the lavender, so they get the same kind of smell and perfumery. It is not true lavender. It is steam distilled. The scent and the color are going to vary based on where it is grown, where it is harvested. It's amazing how it happens. I actually have some French lavender for sale out there on the table. Phenomenal. The smell is so different from the American lavender. They're both therapeutic, but the smells are so different because it was grown in a different environment. The color is going to change a little bit from dark yellow to kind of a green yellow in color. If you get one that's blue, it is not lavender. I know that seems like a no-brainer, but there was a batch of oil that was distributed not long ago that the color was wrong, and that was what indicated, hey, something's wrong here. The company made it right, but it was quite a big thing. Okay, moving on to the next slide. Dilution is always recommended, but lavender is one of those ones that is considered safe and non-irritating if you use it what we call neat. If you have a sudden burn... You can grab your lavender and put it on it. It's usually safe. You don't always need it in a neat form. Sometimes if you dilute it, it's going to be just as effective, usually more so because it stays on the skin longer. We like to inhale lavender, but some people have a reaction to lavender. It has been known to give headaches to some people. Yes, it is the most gentle of all of the oils that are out there, It is the most versatile. You can use it for anything. But some people will have a reaction to it. If you smell it and it turns you off, you probably shouldn't use it. I'm not one of these ones that's going to say, oh, if you hate the smell, that means you need it. If you hate the smell, you hate the smell. I'm sorry. I don't like the smell of liver and onions. I don't think my body needs it. It means I don't like it. It's always recommended to dilute, but you can use it without. You can use it for burn care. That's the number one thing it's known for. Burns are awesome when you treat them with lavender. I use a hot glue gun a lot, and I get those burns that blister up right away. I've got my lavender right there. Pain. It's good for pain because it's so gentle, especially for elderly and infants. Lavender is fantastic for pain. Skin care, of course, again, it's very, very gentle. You can use it for skin care. You can put it in your lotions, especially if you love the smell of it. You have an unscented lotion, just put a few drops in there, shake it up real good. Every time you use it, you're going to get the benefits of the lavender oil. It's good for calming and sleep. You can put some on a cotton ball and stick it next to your pillow and just drift off to sleep. And it's fantastic for allergies. My son-in-law has very, very bad allergies to the point that he was getting shots. I gave him a little tube of lavender oil, and he is sold. He put that on right across his sinus cavities, right here. And we watched the redness just go out of his eyes. We watched them dry up, and he's going, I can breathe. He's a mailman, and he's a rural route mailman, so he now travels with a bottle of lavender oil right there in his car. And when he gets out by those cornfields and everything and it starts in, he opens it and he's just, I can breathe. So for lavender, I wanted to give you a few ideas on how you can use it. Do you have a scratchy throat starting? 
you can gargle. Put just a couple drops of your lavender oil in salt water and gargle with it. Do that two or three times a day. Your scratchy throat will be gone. Do you want to prevent varicose veins? Let's admit it, varicose veins are ugly. And they do tend to run in families. So some of us, if we see, oh, grandma's got them and she's got them bad. I don't want those. Prevent them. Three drops of lavender, three drops of grapefruit. And two teaspoons of your favorite carrier oil. Just rub it on after showering. The grapefruit smells heavenly. It smells so good. If you do it faithfully, it will prevent them from starting. Lavender also works as a driver oil. This is one of those little-known things that a lot of people don't realize. You can add lavender to almost any other oil, and it will cause it to work better. It will take the properties of your main oil, you add a drop of lavender to it, and it's almost like lavender is a little cattle prod that goes, get busy, and it jumps in and it makes it work better. Lavender is a driver oil, and sweet orange is another driver oil. Moving on to tea tree. Everybody's familiar with tea tree. Melaleuca. Anybody ever heard of Melaleuca? Yeah, my parents and my in-laws, they got into the Melaleuca company probably 25 years ago. Melaleuca was the original multi-level marketing of essential oils. They just only used tea tree oil. We use tea tree for a lot. You want it to say Melaleuca alternifolia. That's the Latin name that you're looking for. It is usually colorless to pale yellow. If it's brown, it has done what we call oxidized, and it could be very dangerous to use. It could cause a skin reaction. So check your color on it. It is very, very closely related to Kajaput, which I do use, and to Nioli. Those are not true tea tree. They will have Melaleuca, but then they'll have their Latin name. Please don't ask me to pronounce them because I failed that part of my schooling. I cannot pronounce these Latin names. My 16-year-old is the one that did it for me because she took six years of Latin. Always check your Latin name. Dilution is always recommended, but again, tea tree is one of those ones that is usually non-irritating if you have to use it neat. I put it on a Q-tip the other day. I had a pimple starting right behind my ear that was driving me nuts. I just dipped my Q-tip into tea tree and dabbed it on there, and it was gone by morning. It's usually safe, but the smell can be very, very strong. So be aware of that. That's usually why we dilute it. It is an excellent germicide. You can use it for cleaning, especially when you have a cold, flu symptoms, whatever, in your house. You can clean your surfaces with it. It does a fantastic job. It is antifungal. You got athlete's foot, make a spray with some tea tree. Spray the insides of all your shoes. It will kill it. It is excellent for colds and flus and coughs, for your skin care and your acne. First aid and topical healing. I'll tell you what, tea tree can heal up a a skin irritation so fast, it's unbelievable how fast it can heal it up. People use it for lice prevention and removal. Just put some in your oil. Yes. 
lice. Put it right there into your shampoo. Put it into olive oil and use olive oil as a treatment. It will kill it. And we also use it as a spray. We will do tea tree as a spray, and we will actually spray it into their hair and comb it through. If you will use grapeseed oil, one teaspoon of grapeseed oil to a four-ounce spray bottle, distilled water, and about five drops of tea tree oil, it works as a detangler and gets those knots out of their hair, but it also is putting the tea tree in there to prevent and remove the lice. It will kill the nits. It is a teaspoon of grapeseed oil in a four-ounce bottle with distilled water. Don't use your tap water because of the things that they add to it. Use bottled water, distilled water. And four or five drops of tea tree oil in there. Just shake it up real good. Just spray it in the hair, comb it through. The grapeseed oil actually absorbs into the core of the hair. It's not going to be greasy. It's not going to be oily. Promise. If it is, you use too much. It is considered the workhorse of essential oils. If you can't think of anything to use, use tea tree. It's going to work. It's going to kill a germ. It's going to work. It is the workhorse. So let's have some fun with our tea tree oil. Anybody ever had your washing machine smell really funky? When I get home, I have to be honest with you. We're on the road right now for five weeks, and my husband and I had 15 hours to get our, our family ready for this trip because we were gone and then we were home. I left a load of wash in my washing machine. And I know it's going to be really, really bad when I get home. We're going to play rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to open the washing machine. Okay? I've already planned. I've got my tea tree oil ready. Because I can turn that washing machine on a medium load with warm water. I can put several drops of my tea tree in there and just run it through. And it's going to kill the smell. It's going to be, it'll be like brand new when it's done. I like to clean my washing machine out at least twice a year. Just run the tea tree through it. It cleans all that funky odor out of it. Anybody want to go home and do it for me? It's going to be nasty. Moving on to cedar wood. I am watching the time, I promise. Cedrus Atlantica Manetti. There are several cedar woods. We love cedar wood in our house. It is one of our all-time favorites. There are two major types of cedar wood, and some people will disagree with me. That's fine. That's okay. You can do that. Atlas cedar and Virginian cedar. Atlas cedar is the better choice for therapeutic use. Atlas cedar comes from the Atlantic cedar wood trees. Virginian cedar comes from those that were taken as starch from those and usually grown here in America, and they're just not as potent. They're not as strong. The Virginian cedar is usually used mostly for just the smell. You're still going to get some therapeutic benefits, but it's not as good as the Atlas cedar. I have both, and I use both. And sometimes I don't bother to read the label when I'm making a blend to see which one I'm using because I'm going to get some benefit no matter which one. But the Atlas is the better one. Do not ever ingest cedarwood oil. Cedarwood oil has caused serious stomach complications. Do not ingest it. You can tell me, oh, I've taken it, never had a problem. Good. Remember my thing about drunk driving? It might happen. 
Just don't do it. It's already been proven. It can be very, very dangerous. And please don't tell me that your oil is therapeutic grade so you can ingest it because it's that good. It's the same oil. It's still dangerous. You ever notice they don't make cedarwood tea? There is no cedarwood tea. Even though there's so many benefits, herbalists do not use cedarwood because it can be dangerous when it's ingested. Dilution is always, always, always recommended. But again, cedarwood is usually non-irritating. Most of the time, it's a gentle enough oil that you can use it neat. I still would rather that you dilute it. It's great for eczema, for any kind of dermatology issue that you have. It's amazing. Cedarwood, you mix that with a little bit of coconut oil, and you rub that into an eczema spot, and within 24 hours, you can see it start to smooth out, start to reduce the redness. It gets rid of the scaly patches. I have a 24-year-old niece who has stress-related eczema, and she gets it here and here and here in all those little creases. We can mix her up some cedar wood and coconut oil, and she'll just rub it in there, and the scales go away. The redness is reduced. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It works for psoriasis, especially if you get it right up here, back there. We actually put it in our shampoo. Get some baby shampoo. Add your cedar wood oil to it. Put it in there. Don't rinse it out right away. Let it sit in there you know, while you scrub between your toes and behind your ears and everything like that. Then rinse it out. Let it sit for a little bit. But cedar wood is fantastic for psoriasis. It's very, as I have in there right there, hair care. It's very good for hair care. In fact, my favorite, I actually have two bottles of it out there, the shampoo that I make for myself to use. My hair is just above my knees, and it's very, very thick. And I'm old enough that it should be starting to thin out and break off. The shampoo that I use myself, I made two extra bottles and put it out there. It has cedar wood in it because it's so good. Cedar wood and rosemary are best for the hair. Coughs and colds. Cedarwood was the one that I went to to do my steam because it's so good for coughs. If you don't have asthma, do a steam. And we will talk about how you can do a steam. Steams are fantastic, but it can trigger an asthma attack. Now, when I want to use cedarwood for a cough, those wonderful diffusers that put out the cool mist, I'll put cedarwood in there and I'll stand over the diffuser mist. And I'll breathe that in. That does not trigger my asthma. Calming and sleep. We use cedarwood on my husband a lot. He loves the smell of it, calms him down, lets him sleep. Topical healing, again, it's fantastic for scratches, for boils. Cuticle care. I have a daughter who eats her cuticles. I'll rub cedarwood into him. She can't stand the taste of it, so she won't even go near it. She knows it's dangerous. She won't even go near it, but it'll heal up her cuticles usually within a couple days. Cedarwood is a favorite among the men. Most men love cedarwood. So for our fun stuff, are you stressing over thinning hair? 20 to 25 drops of cedarwood in your shampoo. Over time, you will see new growth start to come in. We actually, I had fun with my husband. When I was in school, I had to do case studies. I had to create a blend and get somebody to use the blend so we could see if it worked. And I had to take pictures and send it all in and everything. I did a blend with coconut oil, emu oil, cedarwood, rosemary, and for him I put tangerine in there because he likes the smell of it. And I had him rubbing it on his head. When he used it, in about three weeks, we actually saw baby hair growing in. 
We actually saw, he had peach fuzz up there. The problem was, is he wouldn't remember to use it all the time. Does it work? Yes. You do have to be consistent with it. So keep putting it in your shampoo. It does work. Does your man need help falling asleep? Some men, they get so concerned with taking care of their family and providing for them. Five drops of cedarwood and lavender. Remember, lavender is a driver oil. It makes cedarwood work better. Try that in your diffuser. Diffuse it in your room. Let them smell it. Make an air spray if you want. Spray it on their pillow. Put it on a cotton ball. Cedarwood just kind of relaxes everybody. And they all can calm down. Real quick, it's going to say a word about the diffusers. Diffusers are fantastic. I love them. If you don't have one, you can do a poor man's diffuser. It's what we do to travel because I won't travel with my diffuser because I'm afraid I'm going to break it. I have, have you ever seen those hot pots, the electric tea kettles? You put the water in it, you plug it in, you get hot water, usually because, you know, you don't want to use your microwave or you don't want to boil a pot. I have one of those, and I have it on the lowest setting in the hotel room. So the water's just simmering. It's not boiling, it's just simmering. I'll drop my oils that I want to diffuse into that, leave it in the hotel room, and you can smell it. It works just as well. You don't really want to boil the water. There's a big difference of opinion among aromatherapists and the experts in the field. Some say that if you heat the oil too much, you kill the therapeutic properties. Others say, do you know how hot the process is that they go through? Do you know how high the temperatures are? I'm of the mindset, you're going to have to get that oil a whole lot hotter than I plan to, to really ruin the therapeutic benefits. The general consensus is a cool mist is a better way of distributing it, but you can put it on your stove. You can put a pot of water on your stove and let it just simmer and put a few drops of oil in there. You're still going to get some of the benefits from it. So if you don't have a diffuser and you still want to get it in there, do a pot of water on the stove. Do the, the... electric tea kettle if you want, and just let it go through the house. You are still going to reap some of the benefits, even without it being a cool mist diffuser. Peppermint. I am moving along. We love peppermint. Everybody's familiar with peppermint oil. We love peppermint oil. It is steam distilled. It should be colorless to a very pale yellow. Again, if it turns green or brown, it has probably oxidized, and you don't want to use it on your skin. It will darken some as it ages, but you will always be able to see that yellow color to it. If you don't see any yellow, I would not use it. Peppermint is an antidote to homeopathic remedies. If you use homeopathic drugs, whatever you want to call them, don't have peppermint stored near them or use it at the same time because it does work as an antidote. We have a homeopathic cold remedy that our family uses because, again, I can't take cold medicines. They knock me out. It's terrible. If I am using that remedy, I cannot use peppermint oil because it will counteract it. It's an antidote. If you have children, substitute spearmint. It's from the same family, has the same properties in a much more gentle fashion. Substitute your your spearmint. Never, 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 never use peppermint undiluted. I have run into people who do, and I don't know how they do it. If you've ever put pure peppermint oil on your skin, oh, my word. It is so cold, it burns. 
I was sniffing a new brand that I had, and I accidentally touched it to my upper lip, and I thought I was going to die. I was sure I was going to be disfigured because it burned so bad. It was so cold. Do not use it in a bath. Do I really need to explain this? Don't put it in your bath. And I have people say, oh, well, I mixed it with carrier oil first. I don't care. (laughs) It will wake you up. I'll put that much to it. It will wake you up. Don't use it at night. It is a stimulant. I know some people who like to use peppermint for snoring. Yes, it opens the airways. It does. It will open all the air passages. You can breathe freely. (gasps) That's great, but it's also a stimulant. Oh, well, he sleeps so good when he does peppermint. That's fantastic. Why don't we try something else and see if he sleeps even better? And lo and behold, yeah, I, I slept deep. Don't use peppermint at night. It will keep you awake. It's fantastic for pain. A lot of people like peppermint oil to use for their headaches. Nausea. There is nothing better for nausea. In fact, a little trick that we do, my 18-year-old gets carsick everywhere we go. We travel for a living. Isn't she lucky? We took a paper towel and we wedged it into the air conditioner vent, and I put three or four drops of peppermint oil on that, and it blows through the whole van. And you know what? She hasn't been carsick in months. And it's just, it's a paper towel in an air vent. We keep a little bottle of peppermint oil right there in the van, and that's what we do. We just add it right there. It probably would work just as well for seasickness. Now, you know, if my husband would take me on a cruise, I could test it and tell you because I don't like boats. (laughs) So you might want to suggest that to him, see if it works. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did it work? It probably had peppermint and ginger in it are the two most common for nausea. It's also fantastic for coughs, colds, and sinuses. Peppermint will open up those sinus cavities so fast. And sometimes all you have to do is just wave the bottle under your nose and and you can breathe. And it's awesome. I love peppermint. I like peppermint because of that crisp, clean scent that it gives. It's also very, very good for fevers. Most of the time, let a fever run its course. The body is working. And if you stop that fever, you're stopping the body from doing what God designed it to do. Let the fever run its course. But if they're uncomfortable because they're so hot, a few drops of peppermint oil in, in, in water with a washcloth, you know, swish it around really good so it's really mixed up. Wring it out. I mean, it's super highly diluted. And then just wipe them down with it. They'll get enough of the peppermint oil that will cool them down. Some people will dilute it and put it on the bottom of their feet to lower a fever. That works also. But again, don't use it on your children. Use spearmint instead. I like peppermint as a tea. I do a lot of peppermint tea. It is fantastic for the body. It does a great thing. Try it as a tea. Try it cooking. See if you can find other ways to get it in there. This is my favorite way to use peppermint. Go to the next one, Holly. Are your shoes too tight? Your ankles swell up? I'm on my feet a lot, and it happens. Did you know that you can mix peppermint oil and a carrier oil together, rub it on your feet, and it will make everything tighten up? It'll get rid of the swelling. If your shoes are too tight, all of a sudden they fit. It's amazing. That is my absolute favorite way to use peppermint. But please make sure that you wash your hands. 
Because if you forget and you do this number, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a chemical, remember? And it is miserable. It's just like when you add stuff to your shampoo, like I talked about, you can use baby shampoo, but you just put a chemical in there. If you get it in your eyes, it's going to burn. Don't get it in your eyes. Roman chamomile. We are almost done with our top five. Roman chamomile. I use a lot of Roman chamomile. I am not going to pronounce that Latin name because I mess it up every time. But that is what the Latin name looks like. Roman chamomile is a beautiful oil. The color is beautiful. It is a very pale blue to that goldy yellow green with just the underlie of blue. It is so pretty. I just love it. It is the most gentle of essential oils. You can use Roman chamomile diluted properly on an infant if it's diluted properly. It is the most gentle. This is one that you can use neat if you need to. Honestly, I don't know why you would need to use it neat because it's not something that, it's not your go-to oil like lavender. Oh, I got to burn, put it on. It's not one of those. It is fantastic for allergies. We stopped yesterday to get some internet. There are parts of Louisiana that don't have internet. There are parts of Louisiana that don't have cell service. And we were trying to get a part for our van, so we stopped at a McDonald's to get internet. And my husband's sitting there, and he got bit by red ants in McDonald's. Started swelling up all over his wrist. Well, I reached into my bag, and I pulled out my air spray, which I have in my bag that's got peppermint and rosemary in it because it cools me down. And I sprayed all the ants, and they all kind of went, you know, and they were gone. But we treated with Roman chamomile. And by the time we left McDonald's, you couldn't even tell he'd been bit. Roman chamomile is fantastic for allergic reactions. It's one of the best ones out there. It is fantastic for the respiratory issues. Mix it with your cedarwood. Do your steam, and it will clear everything up. Throw some tea tree in there, and it'll kill whatever germ is causing it. Skin care, dermatology, it's fantastic. First aid, topical healing. Roman chamomile is just as good as helichrysium. You have to use a little bit more to get the same as one drop of helichrysium, but not much. And it is fantastic for calming and sleep which takes me to my next slide, which is the fussy baby. We have seen this work. You have that fussy baby. You have that child that just won't calm down, won't go to sleep. Four drops of Roman chamomile, one teaspoon of carrier oil. Give them a massage. Rub their back, rub their belly, down their arms, around their ankles. The scent just starts to calm them down. So that they can just. (sighs) Now, you do need to try to find out what the other problem is, why they're fussy. You know, they have an upset belly or they away from mama, whatever. But it will calm them down enough that you can move on from there. These are my top five oils, the ones that I like to use the most. And I make sure I have at all times. Do we have any questions on these five oils? Did I miss something that you know and want to share? Yes, ma'am. Several people are interested in that. I have dilution charts. These are going to be emailed to you in your packet of information that is going to come after this. We had a problem with technology because it's not my friend. So I didn't get all these copied. We have dilution charts. 
the best way to talk about dilution is you are taking your essential oil, you are mixing it with a fat so that it spreads across the skin, it slows down the absorption rate so it doesn't evaporate before it can do what it's supposed to do. It saves you money by spreading it out, and it also reduces, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, they are so strong that when you dilute it, it reduces the strength of the oil to make it safer for your use. If you use it full strength, you do risk burning or irritating your skin. Some people will tell you, oh, your body's just detoxing, you know, because you got this red rash and it's angry and it's inflamed and it hurts. Detoxing is a very lame way to excuse, I did it wrong. Your body does not detox that way. Your body detoxes by sweating and by you going to the bathroom. Not by your skin breaking out in rashes and irritation. That is not a detox. So I have these, and I also have this other one. This is probably the most important piece of paper you're going to get from me. This is our dilution ratios, and it tells you what is best. I am going to put this up here on the table so you can see it. You will get this in your emailed packet of information. If you're doing it for children that are six months to six years and you're just using casual use to help them sleep every night, to help them focus, you know, calming them down, whatever, a 0.25, that is a very, very light essential oil application. But that's all they really need. That's it. That's all they really need. 1% is best for the babies, for the elderly, for somebody with a compromised immune system. You want to give them just a little bit more of that, just a little bit more of a boost. But again, it's not very much. If you do a skin oil that you're going to put on your skin every day, go with a 1% dilution because it's just like an antibiotic. If you get an antibiotic from the doctor and you take it every day, it loses its effectiveness. And the next time that you need it, to help yourself get better, it won't work. So if you take, I just ran into somebody who somebody told her to take a capsule, and we will talk about capsules, with 10 drops of frankincense twice a day. 10 drops. That is a huge amount of oil to be taking twice a day. And I asked her, I said, well, what are you taking it for? You know, are you treating arthritis? Are you treating rheumatism? She said, no, just, just to keep myself in good health. Can we have a conversation, please? It's not necessary. That much you are going to make your body immune to the benefits of that oil to where when you need it, it's not going to work for you. So a 2% is appropriate for something you're going to use for daily use for most adults. You know, if you're saying, okay, I like this oil because I just love the smell of it. It makes me feel happy. I'm going to use it every day. A 2% dilution is all you really need. I love tangerine and grapefruit together. Oh, my word, they make me just smile. They make my heart happy. A 2% dilution is more than enough that I need. I can smell it. It smells good. I can use it every day, and I don't have to worry about it. 3 to 10%. Now you're starting to get into what I consider an average dilution. They are best for the short-term use for a temporary issue. You have allergies and you want to make a blend to use when you're having an allergy issue, a 3 to 5% dilution, is it, that's perfectly acceptable because you're not going to use it every day. You're going to use it when you need it. You have a headache, 
you have a serious headache and it's really driving you nuts, a 10% dilution is not too much if you're only going to use it to treat the headache. It's called acute treatment. This is happening right now, and I want you to take care of it. The 25 to 50%, this is a very, very high dilution. This is a short-term dilution only. Do not plan to use that high of a dilution for more than two to three days without taking a week off. It's a very high. That is equivalent to 25 to 50 drops per one teaspoon of oil. That's a very, very high dilution. That is when, okay, I broke my ankle and it is swelling like crazy. I want to help get the swelling down so that the doctors can do what they need to. So you make a blend that is good for swelling and for pain. You put it at that high of a dilution because it is for an immediate need that's going to be short-term. As soon as that swelling's gone, you're done using it. So you can have the higher. This will be in there. The carrier oils, carrier oils are your fat that you are putting with your essential oils. There's tons of them out there. You can use olive oil from your kitchen. You can use vegetable oil from your kitchen if you need to. If that's all you have, use it. But there's a lot of other really good things, and this will also be in your information packet. This lists the oils that are good for skin care, what you can use when, when you have a particular kind. But one of the best ones you can use, Sister Murphy brought her jar of it to show everybody, coconut oil. Coconut oil is solid at 70 degrees and lower. You hit 70.2 and it starts going soft and liquid. You can cook with it. You can eat with it. You can mix it into your oils. You can use it on your skin. Some people are allergic to tree nuts. If you're allergic to tree nuts, don't use coconut oil. I don't use a lot of coconut oil for blends that I make because I don't know who's going to get it, and they might be. So I use grapeseed oil is my go-to oil. But you can also use castor oil. Very sticky very thick, but castor oil has drawing properties. It means it can pull out the impurities. It's one of the best things that I've ever used. I use castor oil on my hair twice a month. I just comb it through, twist it up in a knot, and I sleep it like, with it like that, and then I wash it out the next day. Castor oil is fantastic for the hair. You can also use apricot oil. I love apricot oil. It's very moisturizing. It smells very light. It doesn't have that heavy smell like olive oil does. I love apricot oil. And yeah, if you want to, you can cook with it. If you want to. I don't, but you can. You can use aloe vera gel, 100% pure gel. Mix this with some lavender, put it in a spray bottle with distilled water, and you've got the world's best kitchen spray for burns. You accidentally touch the side of a hot pan, spray that on there. It feels so good. Sunburn. It's fantastic. You use it for sunburn. We use aloe vera gel for a lot of things. It's very, very gentle for children. So if I want to make up a blend to have at home for children, like a first aid blend or whatever, I'll tend to use aloe vera gel. So long as it says 100% gel, that's all you need. Emu oil. This is one of the best oils around. It's not cheap. I did not bring any to put out there, but I am willing to share. If you want to try it, I'll let you have a squirt of it, and you can see how it feels. Emu oil is good on its own for skin care. Emu oil will reduce scars. It does a phenomenal job. I love emu oil. You just need a couple squirts of this with another carrier oil to get the benefits of it. You can use it as it is 
for carrier oil, but it's kind of like gilding the lily. You really don't need that much of it. It's, you, you don't need it. Just blend it with something else. I have jojoba oil, which is another one that is fantastic for the skin care. Very protective, very nourishing, very moisturizing. I like jojoba oil, but again, I usually mix it with my grapeseed oil or my almond oil or something like that because there are so many good properties in jojoba that for me to do an entire blend with just jojoba, you're kind of like, again, gilding the lily. You don't need that much of it to get all the good properties, and it saves you the money. We like that. Another one like that is rosehip oil. Rosehip oil is unbelievable. I love rosehip oil. I use rosehip oil as a body moisturizer just as it is. I don't add anything to it because it is so good. You want to use it as your carrier oil? Blend it with a lighter oil because, again, it has so many good properties on its own. So those are just a few of the carrier oils. I've got things like tamanu oil and almond oil, and you can research carrier oils, and you will always have something else to learn because there's so many of them. But you can start with olive oil. You can start with vegetable oil. Coconut oil is fantastic. There's a lot of good ones. We have a few out there on the table that you are welcome to look at. Anybody else have any questions about my top five or whatever I've covered? I know I saw a couple other hands before I went off on the carrier oils. I think I scared you. He has a question. Yes, sir. I was going to hit a little bit of this later, but I'm going to hit it now because if I'm going to offend anybody, it's going to be at this point. Do not mix oils with water and drink them. Don't put lemon oil in your water. Don't put peppermint oil in your water. Don't drink them. If you need to ingest them, put them in a capsule. Okay? I have some of the capsules My family uses these. We make them ourselves. This is a double O veggie cap. You can buy them empty. This has three drops of oregano, one drop of frankincense, one drop of lemon. This is a very powerful natural antibiotic. And when my family comes in contact with kids who are sick, strep throat, green snot, everything, because we come in contact with kids five to seven times a week. That's our job. As soon as we start feeling that scratchy throat, we start feeling that pain behind our ears, we pull out our natural antibiotic capsules. Three days, four times a day. We're done. We wait a whole week. The reason we do that is because we don't want to overdo it. You don't want to over-medicate because it loses its potency, and then it's not going to work for you. If you were to put this same mixture into water and drink it, yes, you're going to get the same benefits of my capsule. But do you know how hot oregano oil is? You are going to burn the living daylights out of your esophagus. I promise you will. And the, the way that I really know this works, oil and water don't mix. 
chemically, scientifically, there's nothing you can do to make oil and water mix. You can put lemon oil in a bottle of water. You can shake it up. You can take a drink. They're still going to separate as soon as that shaking motion stops. Lemon oil is incredibly acidic. Seriously acidic. It takes 100 pounds of lemons to make one of these little 5-milliliter bottles of lemon oil. Okay? Because they press it out of the rinds. It is some serious oil. As soon as you drink it, those molecules start to separate. They hit the soft mucus tissue at the back of your throat. That pure citric acid is coating your esophagus and your stomach. I'm sorry, I'm not that brave to risk what would happen. If it works for you, more power to you. Remember the drunk drivers. But instead, why don't you get a lemon and squeeze the water into it? And you got the same benefits in a safer way. Just use the real fruit. It's better for you. It's safer. I have made a mouthwash for my husband because his dentist is convinced that when he goes back in, he's going to have to do a root and plain cleaning. Where we live, a root and plain cleaning is $1,900. That's not my budget. If he doesn't need the root and plain cleaning, he's going to need the gingivitis cleaning, which is 900 We have a big difference of price there. So I made him a mouthwash, and it has clove and tea tree. Clove is for any pain or inflammation he has orally because it's very good for oral things. Tea tree because it's antifungal. Cinnamon because cinnamon gets in there and will kill anything. Cinnamon is incredibly strong. It's a very strong mouthwash, but it's, it's diluted down. And I put some peppermint in there just for that fresh mouthwash thing, so maybe he'll use it more. I made too much. It was too strong. So I diluted it down, and I put the extra temporarily in a water bottle. It was just temporary until I could go get another bottle to pour it into. I left it in the living room because I was walking through. I set it down on the fireplace mantle, and I'm walking to go get my bottle. My husband comes in from outside. Oh, yes. He sees a bottle of water. He took a swig of that, and I heard the most awful sound you've ever heard. And He ran for the bathroom, and he's spitting it out. And I said, that was the mouthwash. You're not supposed to swallow it. He said, yeah, I didn't know that. Within an hour, he had no voice. Within two hours, the voice was coming back, but it was scratchy and bubbly sounding. And his throat hurt. Okay, we're talking, I have a 16-ounce bottle of water that I put one drop of clove, one drop of cinnamon, three drops of peppermint, and two drops of tea tree. Oil and water don't mix. So if you want to drink peppermint tea, drink peppermint tea, not peppermint oil. It will damage your throat. Now, my husband gargles with it all the time, all the time. Because he uses his, his voice. He's the man of a million voices. He gargles with it constantly, but then he spits it out. Don't swallow it, please. If you want to, that's between you and your throat. Do we have any other questions? I've gone over. Yes, ma'am. I can see if I've got it written down in here. I, ha I know I have it at home, but I'd be more than happy to take a look. I can tell you that cedarwood and rosemary are the best ones for hair growth. And if you add either sweet orange or lavender to that, it is going to make those oils work even better. And we used coconut oil because he likes the smell of it. So...
hopefully that'll help. Any other questions? Because I got to give her the microphone. All right, we're going to take a little break here. If you go through these doors right here to the left of the, the media booth, we've got some little light refreshments. This is a time for y'all to just get up, walk around, go to the bathroom, walk around, look at the books up here. There's products for sale out in the uh, lobby. And, you know, feel free to get your stuff, walk around. You can bring your water back in here and what have you. But anyway, let's take a, about a 10, 15-minute break, ever how long it takes you to do this. Feel free to uh, ask Jamie any questions you have. Um, she will be walking around during this time, too. So. So don't use it for that. That goes back to what I said at the beginning. You need to know the contraindictions to your oils. If something's going to work or not work. If something is safe for a medical condition or not. The uses for frankincense. Skin care and dermatology is one of the best. As I said, it protects the cells. It is excellent for that. If you have had a surgery or an injury and you've got the scar tissue and you're trying to promote good skin healing, use frankincense. It is fantastic for that. The topical healing and first aid goes along with that, except for if you've got a cut or something, you can go right around the outer edge of that cut, and the frankincense, again, promotes good cell growth right there and will help it to heal faster and smoother. Do not put essential oils directly on an open wound. It is a chemical. It can hurt, and it can do more damage. Put it on a ring around the womb so that it's still soaking into that skin area and it helps it to knit itself together. Again, essential oils support the functions that God already gave our bodies. So put it around it and let it do what it's best to do. Respiratory. It's fantastic for respiratory issues. Some people with asthma have been able to dilute frankincense, rub it on their chest, and it just opens the airwaves. If I do that, I have to blend it with something else because I find the smell so off-putting. There's just something in me I don't like the smell. But I love grapefruit. I will blend frankincense with grapefruit and rub that on my chest and it will open all the airways and I get the same benefit, but not the smell. And for me, that's better. Calming and grounding. You ever seen those people that are just bouncing all over the place and they can't focus on anything and they're just going to drive you absolutely insane? I live my life that way. It's awesome. It is so awesome. I can multitask, true multitask. I can do 17 things at once. They may not get finished, but I can do them. People like that, frankincense is fantastic in a diffuser because it just helps to kind of calm them down and ground them. When you have the hyperactivity in a child, frankincense will ground them. It will help them to calm down, to focus. It's great in a diffuser. I love frankincense for those purposes. I like it best for skincare, but it is that. You have a stuffy nose, we're going to talk about steaming. I told you I would get to it. Steaming is fantastic, and I'm going to start with this frankincense recipe. Six drops of frankincense, three drops of lemon, put it into a bowl of steaming water, grab a towel or a blanket, pull it over your head so that you just breathe the steam in. Keep your eyes closed. It will burn. 
It will open all those airways up and you will be able to breathe. We use the steam method all winter long. You can make your own steam blends out of whatever you're needing. If you just want to open everything up and kill the germs of a, of a stuffy nose, you can use tea tree and peppermint if you want. You know, just a couple drops. And you breathe it all in. Lemon is antibacterial, so it's going to clean out all the, the geeky germs and stuff in there. And it's also bright and fresh and clean. Getting a child to do a steam can be difficult. They don't like that in their face. We give them swim goggles, and we make the tent over a table. We take a blanket, and we go all the way down to the floor around the table, and we go spelunking in a cave. I have been known to hide things in there and give them a flashlight and give them the goggles and say, okay, Rachel, she's my niece. Let's go see what we can find. We're going to go in there. The bowl is in there with the oils. And it's filling that little tent with steam. And she's in there. She's not even aware. It's steamy because it's a cave. So I have to go through here and I'm looking for things. Am I conning her? Yes. Does it work? Most of the time. You can find the benefit of the oils, which whatever you're looking for, and combine them. Usually three oils is enough. Some people go five, six, seven. I normally stick right around three. And you can drop them into steaming water, pull the blanket, the towel, whatever, over your head, and just breathe them in. And it can clear up congestion. It can clear up that respiratory rattle, unless you have asthma. Be careful. I'm not saying it will trigger an asthma attack in you. I'm saying there have been several people who've had the same experience I have had. Be careful. If you want to try it, try with a very mild oil, Roman chamomile lavender. Start with a very gentle oil and work up. Do not steam cedar wood. If you steam cedar wood, you must have it blended with another oil, a mild oil first. If you blend pure cedar wood, just cedar wood, nothing else is with it, and you inhale that, you're pretty much doing almost the same thing as ingesting because there's nothing else to offset it. But if you blend it in with lemon, for its antibacterial properties, if you blend it in with some lavender, if it is the minimal one, one drop to three drops of the other oil, you usually are safe. Cedarwood is great for respiratory. And I gave you a, a, a little kind of recipe, if you will, for a cedarwood steam that you can use. It's blended with another oil. Do not steam pure cedarwood. You may be fine. You may not. It's just a safety precaution. Don't steam pure cedar wood. Some aromatherapists are going to disagree with me. I err on the side of caution when it comes to something like that because I don't want anybody hurt. I really don't. I love to steam peppermint. That's fun. That is fun because your whole face tingles and you can feel it all open up. It's very cleansing for the face. I know some people who do it as a facial steam to get all the impurities out I haven't tried it mainly because I don't have the patience to sit there with my head over a bowl of water any longer than I have to. I got things to do. Let's go on to geranium. Have you ever used geranium oil? I like geranium for a couple different reasons. I will admit you have to be careful with geranium a little more than others, especially with sensitive skin. It has been known to irritate sensitive skin, and it's another one that has been proven to cause stomach illnesses if you ingest it. Don't ingest it. You might be fine. I don't want to take that risk. So we just say don't ingest geranium. There's so many other ways you can use it. 
Geranium is distilled from the leaves, the flowers, and the stalks. They use the whole plant, and they get it all in there. It is colorless to this very faint, pretty green in color. It is phenomenal for oral hygiene. You want to make a mouthwash? Geranium is phenomenal. It works right in with the gums, and it gets in between the teeth. It's very good. It's very good for your dermatology and your skin care. Geranium is added to a lot of high-end face creams, if you will, because geranium is renewing and restoring when you add it to it. It can take old cells and make them new again. I love geranium for that. I have seen tremendous results with it. I told my husband that my goal is to be his trophy wife. He's going to be 75 and wrinkled and gray and all stooped over, and I'm going to be tall and beautiful. I'm going to be his trophy wife. I put geranium in my facial serums. I have made myself three, and I alternate them. All three of them have geranium in it. I really do like them. Geranium is excellent for topical healing and first aid. Again, the scars. It is great for reducing the appearance of scars and stretch marks. Stretch marks. It works fantastic on them. Uh, especially if you mix it with grapefruit or tangerine. Geranium is excellent for those. It's good for women's concerns. We all have our moods. We all have our moments. Geranium is very, very good, especially when used in conjunction with clary sage and juniper. It is excellent for helping to regulate those mood swings that come to all of us. And, you know, most of the time we don't even know why. You ever notice that? You're aware that you're feeling grumpy. You're aware that you've got an attitude, and you have no idea why. There's nothing wrong in life. It's just that's the way it is. Geranium is excellent for that. This is one of my favorite things to do. In fact, I just did this yesterday. When we talk about being exhausted, but your day is not over yet. Yesterday was a long day. I know it was only 24 hours, but I think it was closer to 36 or 42 in our book. Our van broke down last week out of the blue, and the church we were at, family there has been kind enough to give us a van to drive. But in this particular area of Louisiana where it broke down, they're so relaxed. They're so laid back. I'm from northern Indiana. We are not relaxed. We are not laid back. I want this and I want this now and I'm going to make it happen no matter what I have to do. I think the mechanic thought that there is a part fairy somewhere and the part fairy will go out and find the part to the vehicle and it will just magically appear because he called a local store and they didn't have the part. So he calls my husband says, I can't get the part. I might be able to get it in a week or two, but I can't get the part. I don't have a week or two. So we drove over to the mechanics, got our stuff out of the van that we needed. We're going to borrow this van. We're going to go. And I asked the mechanic, I said, if I can find the part and I can have it shipped to you, how long will it take to put it in? Oh, it's only three bolts. Not a problem at all. Just three bolts. He's so laid back. He probably has the most easygoing nature of anybody I've met. Okay. I wrote down all the part numbers off of it and we took off. There's no cell service. I can't call anybody. There's no internet. I can't get on and do a search. And I'm starting. We found a McDonald's. Guess what, girls? We're having lunch at McDonald's today because I need the internet. I finally found four places that said they had the part. But I couldn't call because I didn't have cell service. So I wrote down all the information, everything for the part, all the phone numbers. And we drove down the road. And I've got my cell phone like this. 
Oh, there's a signal. Pull over, pull over. So my husband pulls into a bowling alley. And I start making phone calls. The first three said, we can't do that. There's no way. Are you in Louisiana too? Just checking. They were from Florida. We can't do that. Oh, no. Do you have the part in stock? Yes, I have the part in stock. Okay, this is Friday. It's not even 1 o'clock yet. What do you mean you can't get We just can't get that. We might get it there by Wednesday. I got one more number to call. And I looked at my husband, and I said, brace yourself. I'm getting that part. My girls are in the back of the van, and I see these heads come up. Mama, what are you getting ready to do? Don't worry. Don't worry. This man picks up the phone. And I know he probably had this long beard and this baseball cap, and he just had this, this, I mean, he had a hillbilly redneck accent. I don't know where he came from. And I said, I'm desperate. I need you to help me. I'm desperate. Hang on, honey. Hang on. What's the matter? What's the matter? I said, I need this part for my van, and nobody can get this part. And I'm stranded in Louisiana. Well, honey, let me see if I can help you. And he found the part. Oh, yes, we can get that out to you, sweetheart. No problem at all. We'll just, can you get it tomorrow? I will ship it out today. It was a long day. I got my part. My girls are in the back of the van laughing their head off. My husband said, I do not know you. I have no idea who you are, where you came from. But I'm happy to say that the part number came via email. It is already there. I will have my van back on Monday. I'm so excited. But it was a long day. I was exhausted. When I finally heard, yes, we can do it, everything just kind of drained out. All that tension, all that stress. You ever had that moment when something finally comes to the end? And you just, it's over. But you're exhausted. Got to the hotel and I did this. Five drops of geranium in two teaspoons of carrier oil. I just started rubbing that in and I laid flat on the floor. Five minutes later, I got up and I was ready to go. I was ready to go. I felt refreshed. I felt rejuvenated. It was like I'd had a power nap, even though I hadn't. There is something about geranium that can be so energizing Rosemary will do similarly. I like the smell of geranium just a little bit better. But just, just to rub that in, to smell it, to relax for five minutes, it's like, okay, it's a fresh start. I can go. I can do this. That is one of my favorite uses for geranium. going to move on to lemon. Love lemon. Everybody loves the smell of lemons, don't you? It smells so fresh and so clean and so bright. I love the smell of lemon. Lemon is cold-pressed from the rinds. It is not steam-distilled. They actually press it out of the rinds. It takes a lot of lemons to do that. Have you ever tried to press oil out of a lemon rind? It takes a lot of lemons to do that. Lemon EO can go rancid. You must keep it away from oxygen. Keep that lid on as tight as you can. Keep it out of direct sunlight. You want to keep it as fresh as you can for as long as you can. If you can store it in the refrigerator, even better. I can't. I can't. Somebody in my family would pick it up and think it was a condiment to go on their, on their hot dog or something. I cannot put it in my refrigerator. But I have a basement. My basement keeps things kind of cool. Most of my oils go into a case like this. And this case fits between the wall and the toilet in my bathroom. You ever felt how cold a toilet is? That porcelain, the cold water in there? It keeps my oils nice and cool. It fits perfectly there. Everything is sealed. It's all in plastic. Yeah, I know. My husband told me, don't tell people you keep your oils next to the toilet. 
It's sealed, people. It's okay. I promise. (laughs) But it fits really nicely there. It keeps them nice and cool. I do travel with my oils, and sometimes my oils have to sit in the van, and it gets very, very hot in our van. I make sure that they're capped up tight. They're away from direct sunlight. They should be fine. Lemon oil can cause a severe, ugly burn if you expose it to sunlight. If you put it in your skin and then you go outside and you're outside in direct sunlight, it can burn. Lime is the same way. Actual fresh lemon juice can burn. It is called phototoxic. Anytime you see something that says an oil is phototoxic, it means it will burn if it's in direct sunlight. The uses for lemon oil, colds, bronchitis, flu, it kills germs. That's the easiest way to say it. It will kill the germs. It is fantastic on skin care and dermatology. It will fade dark spots. Over time, it will fade scars. It will fade dark spots, skin spots, liver spots, whatever you want to call them. The only thing I have found it did not fade, my mother and I both suffer from something called skinoidal lupus. It is not the lupus that affects your organs. It comes out in the skin. We get the same rash that lupus sufferers get, that butterfly rash that comes across the face, and we get dark spots on our skin. I've got one right up here that came. If we're out in the sun too long, we don't burn. We get these ugly dark spots. My mother went and had hers removed. I ain't got time for that. I just sunscreen and a hat or a scarf up here. I have not been able to fade it with the lemon, but I have faded scars. I have faded the liver spots on my, my father-in-law's hands. He had an ugly one that was bothering him. It was bothering him because that's what all the kids saw, and they would focus on that. They were trying to figure out if it looked like Mickey Mouse or Pluto. I told him to leave it, but we faded that with it. Lemon will fade acne marks, things like that. If you use lemon on your face or on your skin for that purpose, do it before you go to bed. Don't go out in the sun because it will burn, and you don't want that to happen. It is very immune-boosting. you got to keep yourself healthy. Lemon is the way to go. You can diffuse it in your house. You can use it topically. You can just, I like to put it, again, with my little paper towel in the air vent in the van, just a few drops of lemon on there, and I smell it. It smells good, and it is immune-boosting. If you're going to use it, it is also a disinfectant, which we all know lemon. You can add it to vinegar and baking soda and water, shake it up, spray it down on your counters and everything, and it does a great job disinfecting your countertops. It's very good. If you're going to use it internally, I recommend that you use the fruit. Use the real thing. Every time, use the real thing. Put it in your water. Cook with it. You know, uh, lemon and honey is fantastic when you're starting to feel under the weather. Use the real fruit instead of taking the oil internally. God made the fruit. Use the fruit. Lemon furniture polish. Some of us like to get away from the chemicals that are all around us and in our homes and everything like that. This actually does work. I have a cherry wood fireplace in my home that was put in aftermarket, and I love it, and I baby it, and I threaten anybody who's going to nick it up, mar it up, scuff it up within an inch of their life because I don't want anything to happen to it. This is what I clean my cherry wood fireplace with because I absolutely love the way it smells. Little glass or PET plastic. This is a good time to talk about PET plastic. On the bottom of your plastic bottle will be a triangle, and it will have a one or a two. 
in it. That means the essential oil will not eat through it. If you put it in a plastic bottle that does not have that, it will eat through it. If you buy an aluminum bottle from the dollar store, it will corrode it. Essential oils are powerful chemicals. Look for that little triangle on the bottom with a one or a two. Use the PET plastic or a glass spray bottle, olive oil, fresh lemon juice, and the lemon EO. Put it in there, shake it up. I just spray it on an old T-shirt, and I just wipe it all down. It collects the dust. It makes the wood shine so pretty, and it smells wonderful. The other thing we've noticed is after I've buffed it in there, the cat hair doesn't stick to it. I have two cats. I'm gone for six weeks at a time. And when I come back, usually cat hair is on everything. The wood pieces that I polish with this particular blend, the cat hair does not stick to it. I'm not sure why. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can put it on the furniture. Not brave enough yet. But I love the smell of lemon. Fur needle. Most people never even think of fur needle as an essential oil. We use fur needle a lot, especially in the wintertime. Fur needle is fantastic. You'll notice there are three different Latin names up there. That is because fur needle comes from several different varieties of fir trees. The balsamia, the alba, and the siberica. The fir needle oil that I had out on the table available was from the Siberica, the Siberian fir tree. They all will do pretty much the same thing. They just come from a different species of the tree. They are steam distilled from the needles. It comes from the needles. They are pale yellow-green in color, sometimes a little darker, sometimes a little lighter, but they should be within that spectrum. They also can oxidize. You need to keep them very tightly closed and away from direct sunlight because it can turn on you. Fur needle is fantastic for allergies. I have serious allergies. I have had all my life. And Benadryl used to be the only thing that would take care of it. Then we found Alivert. Alivert did not make me tired, but they took it off the market. That was a horrible day in our family. They have replaced it with another version of Alivert that is only a 12-hour pill versus the 24-hour pill they had, and it doesn't work as well. I couldn't believe that they stopped making the one medication that actually worked for me and didn't make me tired. I don't need it. I have my fur needle. I mix fur needle, lavender, and peppermint with a little bit of lemon, and I just use that right across my sinus cavities and on my chest, and I'll tell you what, I don't have an allergy issue. I love the fur needle for allergies. Same with respiratory issues. It's excellent as an inhalation. Put, put it in that steam bowl, and it will clear up any kind of respiratory congestion that you've got going on. It's one you can mix safely with cedarwood to help cedarwood do its job without being too dangerous. The muscular aches and growing pains. Anybody ever had those muscles that just ache and you have no idea why? Fur needle is fantastic for that. You mix a little bit of carrier oil, and if you're an adult, a little bit of cinnamon, because it's nice, warming, or black pepper if you're allergic to cinnamon, and you just rub that in there, and it's amazing. It is excellent for growing pains on little ones. It is a kid-friendly. It is a kid-friendly. I tried to only choose kid-friendly ones, and I tried to mark any, like, peppermint that is not kid-friendly. It is kid-friendly. It's excellent for growing pains. We love it for that. If you've got a congested baby or an elderly, this is my go-to 
Master Blend for Congestion. I use this all the time. And I'm going to speak real quickly about Master Blends. I was going to show you all a bunch of them, but we had a bottle break in transportation. So my husband took and cleaned these up for me the best that he could. When we say Master Blend, you need some kind of a mixing bottle like this or the kind with the dropper. It's an empty bottle. And you're going to put all of your essential oils into that bottle following the recipe. You do not put a carrier oil in here. This is your master blend. Like on this recipe, I would put 30 drops of orange, 30 drops of cinnamon or lavender. The lavender is in case you cannot use cinnamon. Some people cannot. Certain blood pressure medications, you should not use cinnamon because it will cause your blood pressure to drop too low. 35 drops of fern needle. That's what I'll put in here, and then I'll shake it well. This is my master blend. I can then use this blend in my diffuser. I can put my five drops into my diffuser. I can add it to a carrier oil and use it topically. I can put it into a personal inhaler and breathe it in that way. When you make a master blend, you can use it any kind of application because you dilute accordingly. I love to make master blends. In the little box that I had over here, I had brought some of my favorite master blends that I just keep on hand just to use whenever. This particular one is one of my favorites. We have used this as a steam. We have used it in our diffuser. We have used it for the aches and pains for the muscles. I love this master blend. And you, it, it will last you a long time. That is a big amount that this recipe makes. Moving on to helichrysium. I call helichrysium the king because it is so good for so many things. It is not cheap. If you find somebody selling helichrysium for $6 a bottle, I would question if it really is helichrysium. It is not cheap. The cheapest that I have ever found it has been right around... $35 for a 5 mil, which is the little tiny. This is a 5 mil bottle. It's a little bottle. Usually between 55 and 60 for the 10 mil. Some companies will go up to 225 for a bottle of helichrysium. It is not cheap. But it is worth the purchase. I have a bottle of helichrysium. I use helichrysium. I really do like it. Here is my bottle. Right here. I have it from Plant Therapy. I have a five mil bottle. It's a little tiny one. And I think I paid, it's about 54 right now, I think is going. Yeah, if you look for the sets, if you look under the sets, you can usually get a deal. Same with Healing Solutions, the other company that I like to deal with. If you look under their sets, you can usually get a phenomenal deal. And when I asked them about that, I said, how are you able to do that? They said, look at the other oils in the sets. 
The other oils in the sets are usually the common oils. They're the ones that we do get at a cheaper price. We do sell them at a lower price because anybody's going to buy those. They're bought in bulk. They are able to throw in a good oil in between. I love my helichrysium. One drop does wonders. It is amazing. It is very, very strong smelling. Very strong smelling. Um, my one daughter cannot stand the smell of it. I use it in a first aid oil that we make that we keep on hand to replace neosporin or bacitracin. She can't stand the smell of it. It is very, very strong. Always dilute helichrysium. One, it is a very strong oil. Two, it's expensive. Dilute it so it goes farther. Okay? Always, always dilute it. Do not store it near your homeopathic remedies. It works as an antidote. I told you it was some strong stuff. Do not store it with it. Do not use it while you're taking a homeopathic remedy. It will work as an antidote. It is good for allergies. One drop into your allergy blend with your other oils that you choose. It does amazing things. It's excellent for respiratory. Again, when you have that congestion up in your chest and you're trying to breathe, it cuts right through it. Pain and swelling. It's amazing what it does for pain and swelling. My daughter is allergic to every bug in, on the face of the earth, and she insists on sitting in the grass. I don't know why. But when she gets bit by a bug, she swells. In fact, when she was little, she needed to go to the doctor. We couldn't take her to the doctor because she looked like she needed one too much. She was all swollen with bug bites. They were turning purple, and they were huge. Helichrysium knocks the swelling out. It just it knocks it totally out. It is immune boosting. One drop of helichrysium with two or three drops of lemon. Put that in a diffuser. We'll get you healthy before the school year goes. Again, it's good for first aid, topical healing, which I've already mentioned. It will heal something up so fast. It's amazing how fast helichrysium can heal something up. If you can't afford helichrysium, Roman chamomile. Most people are not aware of that. Their properties and their chemical constitute is so similar that Roman chamomile will do almost the exact same thing helichrysium will. It's not quite as strong, but it will still do the same job. We really, we use a lot of helichrysium, more than I ever thought that we would. Of the top 10 oils that I gave you, only one of those was not on the kids' safe list, and that was peppermint. And I suggested that you use spearmint as a replacement of that. Are there any questions about those? And she's got some more stuff to give away.
We also have a basket up here that I have put samples of a lot of the blends that I have out there. And we invite everybody at the end, just grab one of them and give it a try. Why not? They are labeled on the bottom so that you know what they are. One of the forms of application that I didn't talk too much about is inhalation outside of the diffuser. I mentioned how we do in our van. We put the little paper towel in the air vent, put a few drops, and we all inhale it. We've mentioned how you can make an air spray, a bottle, a spray bottle, that's PET, or a glass. Little teeny tiny bit in the bottom, maybe half an inch worth of either rubbing alcohol, witch hazel, or vodka, if you have that on hand. When I was in school and I needed a bottle of vodka, I called my dad. And I said, listen, where we live, if I go into a liquor store to buy vodka, everybody's going to be talking about me forever. So he went to the Mexicans that he works with, and he said, hey, my baby needs some vodka for school. Who's got some? (laughs) And he brought me a bottle. The reason that you need something like that, like witch hazel vodka or rubbing alcohol, is it cuts through the oil molecules to make them even smaller when you shake them up so that when you spray them, they disperse evenly. We use a ton of what we call air sprays, a ton of them. We'll put that little bit, that about half inch of one of those. I usually use rubbing alcohol or witch hazel, bottled water, and then whatever my oil blend is. And then you just shake it before you use it and spray it everywhere. The deodorizing blend I talked about, um, we carry a sleepy time blend that we spray on our hotel linens so that we can all get a good night's sleep. Um, I carry an energizer spray for me that has uh, rosemary and lemongrass, because I love the smell of lemongrass, and peppermint. And I just spray that on me. I also make a um, hot flash spray. When you get overheated, a hot flash spray. I get overheated. Boy, I just spray that down. and It also works very well on fevers when you want to take a fever down. That same spray works really, really well for that. So inhalation is important. You can put a couple drops of oil on a cotton ball and just put it like on your workstation so you can smell it. Um, You can pin it to your shirt. Or you can buy these nifty little things called personal inhalers. They come in all different colors, white, pink, purple, green, whatever. This is the cartridge. This is the wick. You take the wick and you put it, I put it on a paper towel. Some people, yes, I know what they look like. Some people will um, put it in a ceramic bowl or whatever. I put it on a paper towel because then I take that paper towel and use it someplace else where I want that same scent. You can put 15 to 30 drops of your oil blend or your oil on it, put it into the cartridge. There's a little cap that's in there that fits on the back. And then you just do it like this. And you have it with you, and whenever you need to smell it. If you're using a germ fighter blend, you know, known as thieves, to fight off getting sick. If you have an energizer blend, if you have a mental focus blend, you just take it off, and you can just inhale it. Just smell it. We use them a lot in our family when we have colds. We just carry it with us when we have a cold. They're great for people who go to school because most schools won't let you just take essential oils in. This is personal. You pull this out when you need to use it. Step into the coat room, step into the bathroom, take a couple good whiffs of it, put it away. 
you're getting the benefit of it, and it's not affecting anybody else around you. So those are called personal inhalers. You can buy them on Plant Therapy. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them on eBay. They're very handy to have. Other oils I want you to consider. I told you I had to cut down from 20. Eucalyptus. I'm sure everybody's heard of eucalyptus. A lot of people love eucalyptus. It's great. It did not make my top 10 because it's not kid safe. Eucalyptus is not kid safe. It's great for colds. It's great for respiratory. It's great for cleaning. It's good just for uplifting and smelling so good. Eucalyptus is fantastic for that, but the oil itself is not kid safe, so I didn't put that in there. But you know what we found is you can buy fresh eucalyptus from any of the florist supply places. You can hang it in your shower in the wintertime. And when you're taking a shower, the steam comes up and it releases the natural aroma. And that's where the oils came from, right there into your shower. You're breathing it in, and that is kids safe. It is an excellent insect repellent. You can put eucalyptus in a spray bottle, just like we talked about, and spray it along your baseboards. It will repel insects. You can also put the plant in your house. And have it there. Eucalyptus is excellent. Vetiver. I love vetiver. Vetiver is a kid-safe downer, if I can say it that way. It will calm anybody down. It will knock you out. It will put you to sleep. Vetiver is phenomenal. I use it in my ADD blends. We call my ADD blend squirrel juice. Because they're acting squirrely, okay? You know, they're just all over the place. Vetiver will calm them down in a heartbeat. Vetiver is fantastic. It is excellent for diffusing before sleep, but it will knock you out. Guaranteed. I really, really like it. Um, The valerian is the grown-up version of that. Do not use valerian on your children. It is way too sedating. In fact, use it in small doses if you use it yourself. Cinnamon. Oh, we love cinnamon. Uh, My 18-year-old is a reflexologist, and she has just been accepted to um, college for medical massage. And cinnamon is her go-to on her massage and her reflexology treatments. She loves cinnamon. It is a very hot oil. You must dilute it. You must use proper dilution when you do so. Cinnamon is excellent for muscle I mean, it will loosen up a knot in a muscle in a heartbeat. It will just, it'll open everything up, your airways you want to breathe. We love cinnamon. Another benefit of cinnamon, it can lower blood sugar. It can lower your blood pressure. So if you are on blood pressure medication already, be careful how much cinnamon you use because it can lower it way too much. We use a lot of cinnamon. We personally love it. We also love the spice itself. Get yourself a half pint jar of your local honey. Put in three or four tablespoons of good quality ground cinnamon and a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. That's called hillbilly honey. When you're starting to get a cold, you're starting to get all that crud that comes up in here, take a spoonful of that in the morning for about three days. It'll knock it out. My mother loves that stuff. That is a half pint jar of your local honey. Raw honey is best, but, you know, the local stuff is fine. There you go. 
Local honey is always best because that comes from your area. So it will help with your allergies and the things that are in your cultural district. It's amazing how that works. God knew what he's doing. But then about four tablespoons of good quality ground cinnamon. It should look like sludge when you mix it in. You should see the cinnamon. There's no doubt that it's there. And then a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. I buy my cayenne pepper in capsule form. We keep it on hand because it, it'll knock out almost any kind of ailment. We just take it in the capsule form. I open the capsules up and do it that way. Mix that up. It should look horrible. It should smell even worse. But I'm telling you what, it'll knock a cold out in a heartbeat. Uh, about a tablespoon of the cayenne pepper. My mother, who is a skeptic on any of this stuff, loves that stuff. I gave it to her for Christmas last year, and she's already asked for it. I just take a teaspoon, just, just a regular teaspoon. I just scoop it in there and down it as fast as I can. Yeah, I do it in the morning when I first get up. It's a great immune booster because that's what cinnamon does. Cinnamon is an immune booster. Honey is a natural antioxidant. And the cayenne pepper cuts through all the mess and just knocks it out. I know it's crazy, but I said I was throwing some natural health things in there, so that was free. Rosemary. I love rosemary. Rosemary is just so invigorating. You smell it and you're like, woo, wake up. I love to use rosemary. Rosemary is fantastic as a blender for so many different blends, um, but it is not kid safe. So if you have children, be careful how you use it. Rosemary is great for muscle pain and aches. Rosemary is also very antifungal. You can use it in cleaning. Lemongrass. I adore lemongrass. Lemongrass smells heavenly. Lemongrass is the number one nerve pain oil. If you have nerve pain, lemongrass is the number one oil to fight nerve pain, but it is incredibly strong. When we talked about dilutions, lemongrass is one of those ones you want to keep at 1% or less in your blend. And don't forget those dilution charts will be in your packet that will be emailed to you. I love lemongrass. We have a blend out there on the table that's called Romaine's Remedy. It used to be just serious pain relief. We changed the name of it because we have a pastor friend. He's in his early 70s, I think. He has serious neuropathy in his hands and feet. In fact, he can't even feel his feet. He can't feel his feet. When he drives, nobody knows if he's pressing on the gas or the brake because he can't feel it. He doesn't know. When we created this blend, I just wanted to give him some kind of relief because I love this man to death. He is just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Those oils, that oil blend has been the only thing that has given him any relief. He can use that and he can get relief and actually sleep. Busters were here, Maryland 
We, we still, we, we keep it in our household. I have, this is, this little bag is what I carry in my purse everywhere with I go it. Um, my pastor's wife gave it to me. The writing is almost gone. It's Psalm 16, 9, woman of God. And then I can't read the rest of it anymore and I don't remember. But I keep my little oil bottles in here that I use the most, my little inhalers. But I have in here, it was called Serious Pain Remedy. And then as I finished my schooling, I had to change the name of it because FDA will not allow us to say pain relief. Because they're not regulated by the government, we cannot say this will relieve nerve pain. We're not allowed to say that. So I changed it to oh me, oh my, because that's the first thing in our family we say when we hurt. Oh, me, oh, my, it hurts. So I changed it to that. But then in honor of Brother Romaine in Paducah, Kentucky, who is one of my most faithful clients for that oil, we call it Romaine's Remedy. And I'm impressed. I am impressed every time that I use it, and it knocks out the pain. It is very, very good stuff. The next one I want to talk about is sandalwood. Sandalwood is my husband's absolute favorite oil. He loves the smell of it. I do have a little bottle of it if you want to smell it afterwards. Sandalwood is, again, very expensive. It's not a cheap oil. This one came from a company called uh, Sun Pure Botanicals, and it is overseas. Um, I really, this is my favorite of all the sandalwoods. I actually bought some from Vanuatu. Because that is all they produce. And theirs is fantastic also. But I found that I like their sandalwood hydrosol better than I like the oil. Hydrosol is the water that's left over after the distillation process. It's not as strong. Most of the time it does not smell as good. I have peppermint hydrosol at home that I cannot stand the smell of. I think it's horrible. But I don't have any ants in my kitchen. Because I sprayed peppermint hydrosol over every opening, every doorway, every window. I have not had a single ant this year. And we don't have fleas this year either. Peppermint hydrosol. I just sprayed it everywhere in my house before we left, and I have not had a problem. Anyway, I'm going to leave this out if you want to smell it. Sandalwood is fantastic for pain. Scent. My husband absolutely loves this. This is his all-time favorite. Our sore throat remedy is sandalwood and lemon. We take sandalwood and lemon, we dilute it in a roller bottle, and we just rub it right down our throat, right on the outside, and rub it in, and it will knock out sore throat pain in a hurry. And it smells so good. It smells so good. 
I think I usually do three drops of lemon and two drops of sandalwood. Sandalwood's very strong in the scent. Um, and that's for a 10 mil roller bottle, which is about a teaspoon of oil. That is the typical measurement that they use for it. Now let's talk about kids safe substitutes. Oh, I've got to do oregano. I forgot. Got to do oregano. Got to do oregano. Oregano is a good oil. It is a good oil, but it's not kids safe and it's very, very hot. It's very hot. It will burn your skin. I used it to get rid of skin tags. Um, I, I have, you know, this nice German chin here that my great-grandmother blessed me with. You know, it, it makes me look like I have a double and a triple chin. And in the summertime, when I get hot and sweaty, it rubs. You know, you're looking down, you're doing this. And I develop little skin tags from the constant rubbing. A skin tag is just the body sending extra skin cells there to protect itself. That's all it causes. Some of you will get them like along the underarm thing where it rubs a lot. It's just your body trying to protect that area. But they're annoying. They're very annoying. And they're very ugly when they're up here on your face or on your neck. So I was using oregano oil to get rid of it. Just dab a toothpick or a Q-tip on it and just right there on it. A friend of mine found the best thing ever. I have not located them, but when I do. Have you seen those lip gloss tubes with the little Q-tip type applicator? She found empty ones that you could fill yourself. That applicator is perfect for those kind of oils. So I am hunting everywhere. So if somebody finds them, email me. I want those. But anyway, I was using oregano oil to get rid of skin tags. And it was working great. I had my Q-tip with my pure, undiluted oregano oil. And I went to apply it. I'd already gotten rid of three of them. And I sneezed. When I sneezed, this oil went, and I was not thinking, and I grabbed the first thing at hand, which was a wet washcloth. Water and oil do not mix, remember? I grabbed that, started doing this, trying to get it off, and I just spread it. I had a burn like this. It looked like my husband had tried to murder me in my sleep or something, and it lasted several weeks. I started putting lavender on it, trying to get it to go down. Oregano will burn you. Dilute it. Dilute it. If you're going to use it for a skin tag, a wart, a mole, it will actually get rid of moles. I haven't bothered to get rid of mine because they're part of who I am. They have names. I know who they are, so they get to stay. If you're going to use it, um, take some Vaseline around on the skin around the skin tag or the mole or the wart because that will protect the skin. And then the best way to get rid of, I'll be honest with you, is undiluted oregano. But it is very, very hot. So you want to protect the good skin that's around it and just get it. That's why I say a toothpick or a Q-tip because you just want the least little bit. If you're going to use it topically like we do as an antibiotic, dilute it. Dilute it. We'll use oregano topically diluted with a little bit of tea tree, um, a little bit of lavender as a driver oil, and we'll use it on our glands. I showed you the capsule. We will take it internally. Oregano is phenomenal at how powerful it is, but it is a very, very hot oil. It is not safe for children. It is not safe for elderlies. Keep that in mind when you use it. Kid-safe substitutions on these other oils that I asked you to consider. It was very important to me that you had some kids safe substitutions. Eucalyptus, 
Rosalina, fir needle, pine, or spruce. They will do the exact same things. They have very similar chemical constitutes, but they are kids safe. Eucalyptus is not kids safe because it has been proven to actually slow the breathing in a child. The chemical constitute that's in there, it's called 1-8-Sinol. That chemical has been proven to slow the breathing. And when you slow the breathing in a child, the body is still developing. The brain is still developing. So the brain says, oh, we have a problem. Okay, we need to adjust for this. And it's adjusting for a problem that doesn't exist. So the eucalyptus, because of that chemical it contains, is actually tricking the body. And the breathing stays slower. They're not getting enough oxygen. Don't use it on your children. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is not kid safe because it's hot. It's very hot. So use patchouli, black pepper, cedar wood, or marjoram. They will do the same things. It's very good for muscles. Black pepper is fantastic as a warming, which cinnamon is warming. Black pepper does the same thing. Marjoram and cedar wood, they're both very good for muscle relief. Cinnamon is excellent for muscle relief. Rosemary. Rosemary also contains that 1-8-Cenol chemical compound. It's not safe for children because it can affect their breathing. Use citronella, ginger, juniper, or tea tree. That tea tree keeps coming back, doesn't it? Melaleuca. It's the workhorse of it all. Ginger is also excellent for nausea. If you have a child that has the upset stomach or whatever, ginger is good both inhalation and as a tea. Ginger tea works very well. Lemongrass. Lemongrass is not kids safe. Lemongrass is very sensitizing. It can cause a contact dermatitis, um, rash, whatever you want to call them, in a heartbeat on somebody with very sensitive skin. So lemongrass, if you're looking at it for your chemical constitutes, for it to do the exact same thing chemically, not scent-wise. Scent-wise, the closest thing you're going to come is lemon. Blend lemon and lime together, and you come really close to lemongrass. But chemically, blue tansy, ginger, rosalina, and cedar wood will all do the same thing chemically that lemongrass will. If you want it for nerve pain in a child, go to rosalina. Rosalina is the closest to doing the same thing that lemongrass does in a kid-safe form. And oregano, the best substitution for oregano is tea tree. Melaleuca. It keeps coming back. It's the workhorse. I'm telling you what. So do we have any questions of those that I've covered right there? I'm about ready to pack myself on the back, y'all, because it is 1254 and I'm supposed to be done by 1 o'clock. I'm getting ready to shout hallelujah. I did it. Yes, ma'am. Hang on. we got to bring you a microphone. I've been told they're recording this, and if you don't have a microphone, it doesn't go on the recording. So I'm going to run my microphone back here to you. Then I don't get in trouble. What helps men snoring? Men snoring. What helps men snoring besides a pillow over the head, right? We have actually had very good success with valerian oil. Valerian oil and Lang Lang. It's spelled Y-L-A-N-G. Some people pronounce it Elang. I'm a Yankee. I say Lang Lang. But the, the proper pronunciation is Elang. Elang Elang and Valerian. When you combine those two, they are very sedating. 
usually there is a problem, a medical condition that is contributing to the snoring. Sleep apnea, closing airways, whatever. We need to find what the medical condition is and treat that, but you do need relief now. I mean, let's be honest. I can tell you all you need. Go to a sleep doctor and find out what the problem is. You need relief now. Breathe right strips that you can buy at any drugstore. The heavy-duty ones because the other ones fall off in the middle of the night. Put those on there and give them some valerian oil and ylang ylang. It sedates them, calms them down. It knocks the snoring out of my husband every time. I actually have a Mr. Sandman spray out there that we use when we travel. We spray our hotel linens and everything. He does not snore if I use that. If we don't use it, I'm usually kicking him at about 2 o'clock because he's snoring. There's another one. I only have a little bit of it out there called Rest for the Weary. It is a magnesium oil based that has... Valerian and neroli and ylang ylang and orange and something else in there that has knocked snoring out of people. Um, sometimes medical conditions are caused by a lack of magnesium in our bodies because we don't get it from our food the way that we used to. Some people will take magnesium caplets. The problem with taking the pill is you're only getting about 30% of it because it doesn't digest and break up and everything. Get it transdermally through your skin. Get a uh, magnesium oil or make your own magnesium oil out of magnesium chloride flakes, not Epsom salts. Magnesium chloride. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on eBay. You just blend it with water till it's liquid. Use that as your carrier oil. And you can use that. We use it all the time. I use it on my legs and everything like that because it's sticky feeling when you put it in. I don't like the feeling of it. If you use magnesium oil and it burns or itches, it's because you are deficient. Try to deal with 15 to 20 minutes of it and then go wash it off. By then you have enough of it in your system for that bout. And as time goes on, it will quit doing that. Promise. I probably shouldn't say I promise because somebody will be the antithesis of everything that I said. Any other questions? Did I see a hand back there, or was she just stretching? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. When you were talking about oregano, oregano, oregano is what I use for skin. You didn't really go through that one. What is, what is it for? What is it oregano oil? Oregano is an antibiotic. It is antifungal. Um, we use oregano mostly as an antibiotic in our house and an antifungal. Um, you can clean with oregano because it will kill any germ. If you've got the, the flu going through your house or whatever, you can actually clean with it, wipe down your doorknobs and everything like that, and it'll clean everything. I have washed our linens, adding oregano oil to my wash. The smell is a little off-putting, but it will kill anything. I mean, it's like tea tree. It will kill anything. It's very, very potent. The thing it's known best for is being an antibiotic. You can cook with oregano, fresh oregano. When wintertime comes, make spaghetti every night if you have to with lots of oregano because it is nature's antibiotic. Oregano is what we use in the capsules that we take. We also use it topically. It works best on my 16-year-old topically as an antibiotic. When she's starting to get congested and everything, or she's got the green snot coming on, I give her a roller bottle of diluted oregano oil to apply every two or three hours, and it will knock out a sinus infection. You can do the steam 
as an antibiotic with oregano, it will burn your eyes. It will burn the inside of your nose. It's very uncomfortable, but it will kill it. It, it, that is what it is known for is nature's antibiotic. And that is why oregano oil is so good. Because you can literally, if you want to make a cleaner, get your, your spray bottle, do about half a cup or so of white vinegar, quarter cup of baking soda, the rest of it with water, and put about 15 to 20 drops of oregano in there. It will kill anything that's on your counters. I have been told not to use essential oils on granite countertops because it eats the seal. I don't have granite countertops. I don't know. I have cheap laminate from 1968. I can use anything on those, and it's not going to hurt it. <laughs> but that is what oregano is. It is an antibiotic. You can use it. You got athlete's feet. Soak your feet in, you know, the, the water and a couple drops of oregano oil. Just remember, it's very, very hot. It will kill skin tags. It will kill warts. It will remove moles. It does take time. It's going to take two or three weeks of constant, consistent application. Um, if you're going to use it on a wart, put it on there, cover it with a Band-Aid because you want to cut off the oxygen to the wart. If you can't wear a Band-Aid on it after the oregano oil has dried on it, cover it with clear nail polish, and it will kill the oxygen content to it so that it will knock it out. I hope that answers your questions. There are for some of these things that happen to you that there's natural remedies that actually would help it help them and uh, help whatever your your ailment is and it would be good. Yeah. Time is in the same category as oregano and tea tree. It is antibiotic, it is antifungal, and it will knock them out. I don't use a lot of thyme oil. Um, I don't know why. Probably because there's so many other oils out there. I mean, I have Several oils in there I haven't even touched. I haven't even talked about. There's, there's so many of them. Research, read, research, and read. What's the guy's name? Robert Tisserand. Robert Tisserand is considered the father of aromatherapy. Um, he does do independent testing for most of the oil companies, and he actually conducts his own seminars and things like that. But the best part about Robert Tisserand, if you go to his website, you can read everything he's blogged. If you have a question, 
You can email him a question. He will respond. He will get back to you. And he answered so many questions for me. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, because this is, this is some guy. He didn't have to look at his little lowly peons down here, but he did. He responded to every question that I had, and I was very, very thankful. He has a Facebook page, so you can follow him there too. Okay, y'all. These little things that she's fixed up, y'all can come up and get them. 